Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabow, and excited to be here with you today. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. We have a, a, a topic that um, I think people who are um, have been practicing shamanism for a long time are all aware of. Um, and due to social media, we become more aware of issues that are coming up. Uh, within our communities today. And I'm not on Facebook much anymore. I go to the Shamans or Gardeners of Energy, which is the page I started, um, where you can only post something inspirational to lift everybody up um, in their day. And I go to the Shaman's Cave, and, and that's pretty much it. And um, But I, I do hear things and so then I start going out and looking and seeing what what I can see and there's always been a tremendous amount of division in shamanism there always has been and there's always been before we drop bombs um, on people uh, which you know um, happens quite a bit um, uh, people use psychic warfare um, as as a way to deal with territorial issues and, and all of that. So when we start talking about psychic warfare, to me it's not worse than putting, uh, putting bombs down on uh, countries. And so what we're seeing right now on Facebook is all this stuff of trying to divide up um, shamanism what shamanism is, the definition of shamanism, uh, where shaman where shamanism originated from, and what culture is the most powerful shamanic culture, which the fighting going on on Facebook about which shamanic culture is the most uh, powerful shamanic culture is crazy because what that shows is that people don't know what shamanism is. We're we're actually and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to trigger anybody. We're literally slaves for the spirits. Literally slaves for the spirits. We have no power. We we have a lot of power to create and be in nature and work spiritually, of course. But in shamanism, we're bringing through, we're a hollow bone, we're um, a channel for uh, beings who are, have no form and come from a different dimension and can bring in this amazing formless energies that have a frequency that can heal, that can help us personally, collectively. And it's all about your connection with those spirits. And that's how shamanism has always been. And so if you start talking about that shamanism dates back over 100,000 years and that it's a universal practice, where is everybody getting that a, a particular culture is more powerful than another culture uh, when the practice is just direct revelation? I think about what the winds told me one time. The winds told me, you know, Renee, we were here at the beginning, you know, some four billion years ago. And so the information was always on the wind. 
And it was as cultures grew up around the globe and they needed different set of information, whether, whether it was hunting or plant picking or whatever, then they received the information that was always on the wind for anyone to hear, but that it became specific to the, the region that you lived and the, the, so like the Siberian shamans needed, or, you know, I don't know that they call them, they, they needed one set of instructions, whereas the people in the Polynesian islands needed another set of instructions. Like what we were talking about before, um, in a recent show about, you know, you know, that direct revelation and, and, but we don't all need the same information. We don't all need the same power. We don't all need the same, you know, if you live on land, you might not need the wind for sailing your boat. Right. So let's get clear what we really need this, these spirits to be working with us right now for me is how do we get along? Exactly. And, and you know, it's really important to understand what, Renee, what Renee's just sharing with us, because it really is the core of the issue, is that everybody was given a different set of instructions depending on where you live. So I live at 7,400 uh, feet at the desert. Um, I'm not going to be given the same set of instructions by the spirits as people get in Siberia, as people get in Peru. It's a, it's a completely different environment. Um, mm -hmm. um, spirits wouldn't be telling people in Siberia to do fall planting, uh, <laughs> but we're spirits here teach us to do fall planting. You know, that seem, that might seem like a little example, but it's not, um, because the spirits give us the information of what we need to survive through the different seasons. And that's going to be different depending on the culture. The illnesses are different depending on the culture. The emotional states of people are different depending on the culture. Our ancestral con connections are different depending on the culture. So how can we even start to begin to compare? I, that's where I get lost. I, that's where I get lost because everybody got different sets of instructions, but now everybody's trying to compare and I'm just lost. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> and not only that, something that I realized really early in my shamanic training or my my training of whatever training we want to call it was that the spirits are like they're 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 in everything, the plants, the trees, you know, and they love to get people to listen to them. You know, they're, they're always, you know, vying for attention. And so just because somebody gets some information, depending on their own filters and their own ability to heal it and their own ability to transcend it, it may be spam on the airwaves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I used to hear, oh, spirit told me this and spirit, what, what spirit? Right. And who are they talking to? And for what purpose? I just used to think to myself, these people, so what? They've got all of, all of their, you know, their scan is open, but what good is the information if it doesn't teach me how to bake a loaf of bread? Yeah. Well, you know, in my book, Welcome Home, 
I wrote a whole section on this topic of how many people would come up to me at workshops and said, my power animal told me it's very important for me to eat chocolate chip cookies. How, how, how do we get chocolate chip cookies to this retreat center? And I said, your power animal told you that you really need to eat chocolate chip cookies, or do you really need to eat chocolate? Do you really want to eat chocolate chip cookies? Could you please answer me honestly? What, what do you want? Why do you have to say that the spirits told you? Why can't you say this is a wish of mine um, instead of that the spirits are telling me to eat chocolate chip cookies? I mean, it's uh, that that's that's where people had gotten to with the work. But what I've seen over the years is people are starting to grow out of that and and are moving into the next evolution of the work. And part of it is because of all the dismemberment that we've been through in the last years and what's coming still. Um, that dismemberment really does clear you out. It's meant to put your ego aside so that it's your spirit that's more present, that the wisdom, the wise part of you, your soul that directs your passion and meaning for life that you have a path, you actually have a path that you know that you can walk on that brings you to a particular place. Mm -hmm. And for me, the, the standard that I hold my work to is, am I of service to other people? You know, does this work benefit other people do people reach out to have that experience and and I can take that to my work situation too is the work that I'm doing beneficial to other people and how is that how is that mirrored back to me in a way that says yeah this is what spirit wants me to be doing yeah. you know because when I think about like one time I was working as a used car salesperson yes I can sell well, I can't say that anymore, but I can sell, I can sell anything, right? But was I happy letting somebody drive off in a car that I knew was going to fall apart in 2000 miles? Hmm. I didn't feed my soul in the way that, you know, next month I'm bringing together people at a, a at a, a, a behavioral health conference where we're talking about cutting edge ideas that start to bring in the spiritual with the scientific, with the time that we're living in now. We don't have to go back to, you know, we don't have to go back a thousand years to when we were just exploring ideas, but we can take what spirit gives us now in with our good education and our tools to have better results. But so I agree with Sandra that we're looking at the wrong things when we start, you know, duking it out about who has more spiritual power. Yeah, we all have, everybody has spiritual power as long as they're speaking to their spirits and they're bringing through the spirits of the land where they live. Everybody, I mean, think of all, everybody um, making pilgrimages to Peru because there is such a long history of shamans being able to hear the land and um, hear the spirits and all the shamanism in Siberia, which is more what I'm attracted to. It's more the part of the world that my ancestors come from. 
and and you know how they've been able to survive in the conditions that they're in and um, their healing practices. I mean, just amazing. And these are just two examples. I mean, there are thousands of different shamanic ways of working and um, they're all powerful. They're all powerful because people are bringing through the spirit of the land, um, the nature beings where they live um, and the spirits where they live and their their own ancestors. They're not going to other people's ancestors. They're going to their ancestors. And that's where the power is. So, um, so I'm just in awe of other shamanic cultures. I'm, I'm just in awe. I've never judged who has had more power. I'm just so interested in how different people work. And for me, my investigation, um, was, well, this is all wonderful, but I'm a therapist in the United States. How do I bridge this into working with clients in, you know, in the 40 years that I've been working in the present? And so I've had to birth new bodies of work because those aren't issues that any other shamanic culture is dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so again, we have to keep birthing um, for where we're living and for the culture that we're working with. We have to keep birthing new ways of working for right now and where we are. We can be inspired by other shamanic cultures. I'm unbelievably inspired by every shamanic culture. Um, I love the work and I love the deep history of the work and it's a, it's a real feeling of grief for me that, you know, I didn't have that in my own life. But we have the opportunity to help people now as long as we don't divide, um, mm -hmm. as long as we realize that we're doing our work for our particular community. Mm -hmm. And that your medicine might be needed tomorrow or today for somebody else. Because truthfully, you know, there's even though there was different ways of approaching it all over the world, basically the reasons people were doing it were the same. They wanted to ensure the longevity of their their people. They wanted to make sure their animals were healthy and they needed to make sure that their food supplies were good. So those those things haven't changed. We have those same things at the forefront of our lives today. So does, does it give you any more power to think that you have a, a, a leg up on, you know, how you're going to eat next week than somebody over in a different culture that doesn't? I mean, it just is ludicrous to think that, that there's any, any, other, any other thing than thinking about how are we all going to survive this mess? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just, um, I get so lost in uh, the wonder of the knowledge that shamanic cultures um, got their direct revelation, whether it was Peruvian or Siberian or uh, Nepalese or different cultures, um, how they got the information to actually speak to the plants, for the plants to actually say, I can heal this and this is how you make me and make me um, 
make the medicine on the full moon only Mm -hmm. and and drink it on the new moon. Where does this information, I am so in awe of how shamanic cultures um, came up with all of this. And now pharmaceutical companies are going and chopping down everything, trying to make things into synthetic pills that for thousands of years, shamans have already been talking, the people in the community have already been talking to these plants. And so for me, that's the awe for me in shamans. Mm-hmm. And so I can't get into comparing because I'm just into the awe mm. of how did these people do it? Because I've been working at this for 40 years and I've done a lot of good, but um God, what we can see other shamanic cultures working with and how they work with nature in a, a different way than in the Western world, um, I'm just in awe. I, I can't judge. I can't divide. I'm just in awe. <laughs> and that's all I, I love that. You know, I, I submitted a, a topic this week because, you know, there's all these psychedelic conferences on behavioral health. And I, I, I wrote, the topic was, you know, can we take the medicine away from the prayer? Can we, you know, like, I, I forget the title of it. And I submitted it to, um, and she said, you know, Renee, so far, we've just been looking at the research, we haven't been looking at the methodology, but I'd be willing to explore it with you as a topic, you know, because it's been bothering me for a, a year or two, I work in, in, they're talking about the ketamine, and now the psilocybin, and it's just like, but who's talking about the God? Right. You know, like, what is, are you giving somebody a really solid spiritual foundation along with a two-hour ketamine session? Right. I don't know the answer, and, I, and I'm not here to judge on the answer, but I think we have, as, as, as leaders, we have really, we have, a, we have a responsibility to get along in order that, that there's a real opportunity here for, you know, we were a, a small bunch for 40 years and now there's a real opportunity for millions of people to get on board. And, you know, how are we going to be role models for this? Yeah. How are we going to be role models and how are, how are we going to open our hearts to hold people who are working in integrity with direct revelation and not get into a whole judgment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm using the word integrity um, because there are a lot of people who are practicing out of integrity and I'm I'm not putting them in here. I'm not saying we should support everybody, whether they're hurting people or not. I'm saying that for people who are working in a good way, who are birthing and downloading information that's coming from their land that they live on and their spirits that they work with. That's, that's what we need. We can't Mm -hmm. judge what other people are, are doing. Right. I think, I think enough said, but we just need to hold each other up. Right. Right. Period. We need to hold each other up, get along and not be part of the division You know, and I don't even want to judge the division because maybe the division is the, you know, what do you call that when the, when the seed divides and, you know, so that something new can grow up, maybe we need to have this division. So I'm not even going to get into that, but I want to say that in my own practices, what I like to emulate is how do we get along? 
Yeah, I, I, that's an interesting point. I think I'm going to journey on that. What What is the positive of division? What does the vision do? Um, because it is an energy that's around, and it's the pervasive energy on the planet right now. And it would be interesting for all of us to journey and to share, is there a positive side of division? Does division actually lead to um, a process of rebirth? Um, do things have to divide? Is that mitosis or something like that? Yeah, there's a word for it. And I, I, I don't know the scientific word, but I'll have to look it up. And because yeah. you know me, I'll be writing about it in like, <laughs> like, you know, because I'm always looking for what we do. And I'm always looking for what goes on. And I'm working on my new book. And I'm always looking at, you know, what are the processes of nature that we are really emulating? And how can we best emulate them? And if, if division is part of it, all right, I'm going to celebrate division. And I want to be a positive force of that, but I don't want to be battling it out with people who are dividing in their own way in their own communities because we need to come together. Yeah, um, division might have a, a, a positive somewhere. Again, I have to journey on that. All right, we're going to journey on it and then we'll talk about it. But where there is no um there is no excuse is for people um, threatening people with psychic warfare for their opinions about shamanism. That that is not okay. And so we need to learn how to open up our hearts a little bit more, do our own work, forget about what other people are doing and how can we come together and create a stronger collective because a stronger collective just naturally it's not an active process. It's a, it's a passive process. Just naturally creates more energy and frequency to create change. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I don't even go, if I go over to a, a shamanic group and there's a lot of division going on, I just don't go back. You know, one thing with the, the shaman's cave and come on over and join us is that Sylvia and I do a pretty good job of, you know, we don't even talk about it, but we don't allow those kind of, if somebody comes with a real question and a real concern, I, I approve those. But when somebody comes in and starts with their judgmental selves about what is right and what's wrong, I never let those comments come through. And I don't think she does either. So we're, we try to keep a really safe container where, you know, you can come with a real conversation. Somebody came with something really serious today about questioning their child's you know mental ability through addiction and you could tell it was heartfelt you could tell that they really didn't know how to go to how to how to do with this those kind of those kind of concerns are real bring them over to the shaman's cave we'd love to hear from you and answer that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did write a line. Did you write right? And then Sandra, if she thinks they're worthy, she usually writes on them too. And 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 I, you know, and I sit there and they're like, "Oh, how's this?" But but I, if somebody starts to talk about their ways, the right way, go to a different group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we want to inspire people. That that was why I created the shamans or gardeners of energy. It's kind of like where do we go to to get put a smile on our face uh, on social media because so much of social media has turned into how much can we bash each other. And um, 
And we need, we just need to, as Renee keeps saying, we need to learn how to get along a little bit better. And, um, and we really need to understand that, um, this dismemberment process is not going to end until we do start getting the lessons of the power of unity and the power of love. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've said enough about that. And for me getting, when I'm not getting along and I'll end on this, there's always something in me that needs attention. Yeah. Nothing to do with the other person ever. So if I have a problem with you, it's my problem and I need to heal something deeper in myself so that I can allow you to be who you are. Sorry. All right. So make sure you like us, like the show, share it, and we'll see we're you in always, two weeks. We're always trying to get you to subscribe, but it's really important to us. And so uh, please subscribe and please let people know about our show. And we really love you. And um, you're doing great work and post on, on Shaman's Cave and let us know how you're doing. Oh, can I say one last thing? And then we'll hang up. Um, the, the Winds of Spirit is now on Audible. So if you haven't listened to the wind, if you haven't read the wind book, you can now listen to it seven hours when you're driving somewhere and get it all in, you know, a couple of good chunks. Yeah. Yeah. Renee's work is so beautiful. It's Aww. just so beautiful, and I'm sure the Audible book is just wonderful. So congratulations, Renee. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.